Thanks for joining the Fisher's Life Podcast. We hope that what God is doing in our spirit-filled community will also bless you today. To get connected, follow us on Instagram at Fisher's Life. We hope you enjoy this week's message. Turn to a very just uh, familiar portion of scripture. I'm not going to read all of it, but it is one that I'm sure that has been read already across the United States and across the world by those people of faith. And why don't we join in from Matthew, the 28th chapter, verses 5 and 6. This is uh, an important text. The angel said to the women, do not be afraid. Isn't that a powerful word? Uh, if we didn't go any farther than that this morning, just do not be afraid. The circumstances over the last three days have been overwhelming, but don't be afraid. For I know that you are looking for Jesus who has been crucified. And then our favorite verse, he is not here for he has risen. Just as he said, come see the place where he was lying. I want to preach for just the next few moments on this thought. When empty means full. Uh, when empty means full. Now, when we left uh, on Friday, if you were here for our Good Friday service, there was an empty feeling for those people that were standing around the cross. There was an empty feeling in the disciples' hearts and minds. They did not know what was going on. They had built for three and a half years, they had built their life around Jesus Christ and his, his miracles and his ministry. And so many had followed, throngs had followed him. We know that the triumphal entry they were shouting, Hosanna, King of, King of the Jews. And there was so much expectation at the beginning of last week. Last Sunday at this time, we talked about the triumphal entry and that excitement. Then this Friday, this good Friday, we now know it as was a terrible Friday, was a bad Friday, and who, know, who knew what was going to transpire. But now we said at another cornerstone. But let me go back to that Friday in that moment as the horror begins to take place. Jesus doesn't rescue himself. He does not call 10,000 angels. He does not destroy the Roman government. He allows himself for the humanity to crucify the creator for God to go to the cross. And we don't understand it in, in that moment, in that time. I can't imagine the empty feeling in the hearts, in the spirits of the people that watched as he breathed his last breath, as he said those words, it is finished. Can I tell you in that moment, there was a moment of emptiness. How many like emptiness? Empty is not one of those things we like. You get up maybe a little late from work one day and you hop and get dressed and you go and hop in the car and you turn on the engine and the little gas gauge only goes up. Whoever was in it last just left the smidgen and it's on empty and it's frustrating. I got to go to the gas station. Now I'm going to be more late. Empty, not a good thing. Or anybody have this scenario happens. It happens in our house that you, you want a bowl of cereal and you go down and you get your bowl out, you get the milk out, you go to the cupboard and you pull out the box. And as soon as you pick up the box, you know, uh-huh, somebody has left just a smidgen, the empty box of cereal on a, a morning when you're craving your Captain Crunch or your Fruit Loops or your Lucky Charms, all those healthy cereals that we eat. You know, that empty feeling that you get. You ever invest in relationships and they felt empty? 
no matter how much you seemed to pour into it, it always felt like there was a little that empty feeling in your in in that relationship, and nothing seemed to ever ever could ever build on that. There's a such a negative to empty, and then you think about just those times in your own lives, and I hope that is not occurring right now in your spiritual life, but you can feel those, you can have those seasons of emptiness in your heart, those times when you just feel like no matter how hard you pray, no matter how hard you read your Bible, just something feels empty, and I've, I've heard that a little bit, a little bit of that grumbling among some of us out here, that, that in this, this season that we're walking through, there's a, a tad bit of that empty feeling. Oh, you're praying and you're doing those things that you're supposed to do, but still there's an empty, there's, there's a longing for fellowship, there's something. I don't know that we'll ever take for granted the, the fellowship, the being together. I, I would suspect, I hope that when we all get together back then, back together someday that uh, there will we'll, there'll be a faithfulness like we could have never found that we have a new appreciation for the gathering of, of ourselves together but as we don't have that there can be this emptiness that it just seems like uh, it's a, a little bit of just this day is on repeat it's the same day over and over and it becomes an empty feeling there Empty is not something that we desire. It's not something we, we long for to have the emptiness. Even today, um, I, I never imagined that for the fifth week in a row, maybe the sixth week, I've started, kind of lost track myself. I am preaching before an empty room. It's odd to, to have imagined and never thought I would ever become comfortable, but I'm starting to get to get comfortable with preaching to an empty room. I'm waiting maybe for an amen from an empty chair. Maybe one of these chairs get a little life in it. I'm thankful for Don Baldwin who came around and put some photos of where people should be sitting so I can see a few of you out there. and It, it, it makes me feel a little bit better, but the emptiness of, of trying to preach without feeling any, uh, any connection to your audience and we miss our miss our church family. We we uh, thank those those that have have sent texts and notes and gifts that have come by the house and things. But there's nothing like being together in the house of God, worshiping. And so there is this emptiness all around us. Can I tell you today that? Beginning on Friday when Jesus said, it is finished, emptiness. And actually before that, an empty feeling began to build in those people's hearts. Uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus, Mary Magdalene, God's uh, own mother was there. That all the disciples and the followers, you know that feeling when something just disappears. Some of us has faced death. Some of us has faced broken homes and faced divorce and difficulties. And there's just that emptiness. Can I suggest to you this morning that on Friday afternoon and on Friday evening there was that empty feeling. They got up on Saturday and where normally there would be an excitement about what are we going to do with Jesus today. I wonder what miracle he's going to perform. I wonder what new teaching, what new revelation I'm going to get today. Nothing was there. It was empty beyond empty and it wasn't as they had any hope that he would ever return, that there would ever be another message. You know that place when you just feel like the end. You've exhausted all your dreams. You've exhausted all 
all your imagination. You've, uh, all your hope is diminished. Your faith is broken down. And you sit in a place that is empty. Those that have faced death, knowing that loved one will not be back, faces that empty. That is the, the moment. That is the Saturday that, that we see empty leaves us feeling, well, so empty. And somehow on that Sunday morning that we now call Easter when Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of John, decides we're, we're going to go to the tomb trying to find just a little bit of fulfillment, just to solve the emptiness in their hearts. Let's go to the tomb. And they gather some spices. And the, the Bible doesn't say how much, but I, I know those spices in the times of the Bible were quite expensive. And they said, you know what, we've got to do something to appease this emptiness that we're feeling. And so they buy the spices, they gather the spices, and they start going out to the tomb. And the least that we can do is to make his body smell good. And you know what, isn't that the, what happens sometimes? We try to appease uh, our, our emptiness, our loneliness with the spices of the day, something that will help us to overcome the loneliness, the weariness. But the reality is sometimes that empty feeling, no matter what you try to do, you cannot fill it with anything in this world. There's nothing that, that this world makes. There's nothing this world offers that's going to appease for the emptiness, the brokenness. Oh, Mary, Mary, you guys can go out and you can do that, but it will not appease. And can I tell somebody this morning, that you're sitting there in that place of emptiness, that loneliness, that brokenness. I'm here to tell you the spices of the world, the spices of this, of this life will not, not satisfy, but I know something that will. I know something that I'm getting ready to tell you that will, and it's there is there's one time that we love empty. There's one moment. In fact, we're celebrating it today. There's one moment, there's one time when I am so thankful for empty it's when those women get out to that that tomb where Jesus is laid and they begin to notice that something has transpired there's been an earthquake at some point the stone's been rolled away their mind can imagine a lot of things but it's then that they realize they hear those words that was spoken they go down into that tomb and there they see an angel one sitting on a rock one's inside if you read the different versions I've been just studying over and over all the the, the, the different accounts because they were written post the time of, of Easter they were written some 20 years later so the account of the stories are a little bit different but everyone says the same thing he is not here he is written and aren't we thankful for an empty tomb an empty tomb changes everything the empty tomb changes your dimension the empty tomb changes your belief the empty tomb changes your perspective the empty tomb brings hope to you this is the one time when empty means full. Yeah, empty means full. Empty does not mean empty. Empty, if, if Jesus is still there, it's still going to be an empty feeling. If he's still there in that tomb, it's still going to be brokenheartedness. If, it, if he's still there, there's no hope for tomorrow. If he's still in that grave, he, there is no, 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 no salvation. There is no blood that takes care of everything. We need a resurrection. And I am so thankful that in one 
moment. An empty tomb means the fullness. It changes everything. What do I mean by full? Empty means full. Empty full. An empty tomb means there is a full resurrected Savior. That means that he that was dead is now alive. They're going to see him. He's going to walk with two on the road to Emmaus. He's going to come through a wall and meet with, the, with ten of them. And then he's going to come again to a Thomas that's doubting. And Thomas has said, I, I don't believe there's a lot of emptiness. But when Jesus shows up in your life, when Jesus... Jesus shows up in the world. There is a fullness. There is a resurrection fullness that we celebrate right now, right there in your home. I feel the joy of the Holy Spirit moving in because you know what it is. That empty means full. You were once empty in your own soul, but Jesus came in and you've got the fullness. What does empty mean? What else does empty mean, fool? That means that death, hell, and the grave that once had power and dominion, an empty tomb means no more. There is fullness of God's ability to conquer death, to conquer hell, to conquer the grave. An empty tomb means there's a fullness of miracles, signs, and wonders. That means there can be a healing of, of the body. That means a blinded eye can be opened. That means somebody in a wheelchair can step out of it. Empty means full of life, possibilities, dreams, and imaginations come alive when there's an empty tomb. Healing is available for our bodies. It, our souls can be renewed. Our spirits can be changed. Our emotions can be fixed. All because empty means the fullness of God is readily avail available for us. Our lives can be full of his spirit. We can have joy unspeakable, unlimited possibilities because empty means full, full possibilities, full dreams. We can look forward because of an empty tomb to a full eternal life where there will be no more sickness, where there will be no more sorrow, where there will be no more pain. I am so thankful that empty does not mean empty anymore, but empty means full Oh, we should have known it. I come to a close this morning. We should have known that there was a God that takes empty and makes it full. You go back to the famine that was in the land in the time of Elisha. No food and hopelessness was there. Emptiness, not just of bodies and not just of, of life as they had known it, much like we were facing now. And a woman had just a little bit of oil, a little bit in her cruise, just a little bit in her vessel. But when God gets a hold of a little, he can make it a lot. And he speaks through Elisha and says, Elisha, tell that woman to go and gather all the empty vessels that she can find, Borrow them from neighbors, borrow from friends, borrow from everybody you can find and bring them to your house and just begin to fill the empty with what you got. I'm here to tell somebody just a little bit of faith in the resurrection and you can begin to fill. And she began to fill and she filled one vessel and then she filled another and then she filled 10 and then she filled 20 and then she filled 50 and all of a sudden she is filled from that little bit of faith uh, just a little bit a mustard seed of faith and you can move, move mountains just a little bit of belief in a resurrected savior and what can happen she filled every one of those vessels from an empty vessel that had just a little and when she got done, she poured and poured. And she's, she said, where's the next vessel? And her son says, Mom, you have been pouring for three hours. You have filled every vessel. We have got every bucket. 
we have so much oil, we, could, we, couldn't, we, can't, we couldn't sell it all, I don't think, Mom. She says, well, there's still more to pour. Can I tell you, it may have been 2,000 years, but there's still more of God to be poured out. There's still more of his spirit to be attained. God specializes in taking empty and making it full. New Testament again. It's a wedding this time. And they have drank and they have ran out of wine. And Jesus, the very first miracle, he, we, he wants us to see something. I'm going to take empty and I'm going to make it full. And they, he said, where are those water pots? Get, gather those water pots, those six, and go and fill them with water. Just fill them with the faith that you have. Just fill your life with the best you can of God. Whatever God asks you to do, and he'll start working the miraculous. And they went and they filled those water, those empty pots full of water. And when they began to pour it out, Jesus had turned the water to wine. I'm here to tell you, no matter how empty you are, God is here on an Easter on 2020 in the middle of COVID-19 to tell you, I make empty things full. I close this morning. Psalms, the 16th chapter, the 11th verse says this, you will make known to me the paths of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. In your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Can I invite somebody that's never found Jesus Christ, that's not living just an empty life in the middle of a COVID-19, but your life has felt empty. You have felt incomplete and you have said to your spouse, you have said to your friends, surely there's more than this. The spices of this world are not pleasing. They're not satisfying. I don't know what it is, but there's just an empty longing in my soul can I tell you God specializes in taking empty lives and filling them with something the power of his spirit and transforming them into something special who could have imagined on a Friday afternoon when you felt so empty and that you felt so broken and you could feel so discouraged and overwhelmed that just in three days, and I'm here to tell you, God can do a quick work, that in just three days, everything about your life is going to be turned upside down as they said in the book of Acts. These are they that turned the world upside down. What happened to those? Those were men that were at the crucifix that ran and hid and, and denied him. But one touch of the master's hand, one touch of the Holy Spirit, and something happens. Their lives are filled, and they begin touching 120, and then 3,000, and then 5,000, until we get to Acts 17, and the people of the city say, these are they that have turned the world upside down. They could not have imagined that on a Friday afternoon, but Easter is about God taking empty and making it full empty. If you're empty today and you need Jesus Christ, I invite you right there where you're at in your, in your house to bow on your knees and just to say, God, I am empty. My heart has felt empty. This crisis that we're going through has only accentuated the emptiness that I feel. I am longing for something that gives me fullness. I realize now that the entertainments of this world and the, and the, and the ideas of this world are not fulfilling me. 
And I'm here, God, to confess I am an empty person. And can I tell you, if you will pray that prayer in your own form in some way, and we're going to pray it in just a moment, God can come in right there in your house, right there in your bedroom, right there in your living room. You can raise your hands and say, God, I want that fullness. That's what his Easter is all about, and he will come and fill you. If you've never been baptized, what a beautiful time to make the decision at the very time when Jesus took something empty and made it full, gave it fullness. He took an empty tomb, a tomb that meant darkness, it meant failure, that meant end of life, the end of hope, and he made the tomb something awesome. If there's anything that you want to go and see, if you go to, you want to go see the tomb that is empty because therein lies all your hope. Oh, we, we wear the cross, but I've always been one that says, give me a tomb. Give me the, the fact that Jesus is not here. He has risen empty, an empty tomb. It's the one moment that empty means full. Bow your heads, please, this morning. Thank you for joining with us from all over the United States and world. I pray that this message has, that has resonated something in your heart, that God has stirred something up inside of you and gave you hope because this is what this day is about. Friday was a day of emptiness. Friday was a day of brokenness. Friday was a day of defeat. And we can be living in defeat and we can be living in that, but... Easter is a day of celebration. Easter is a day of hope. Easter is the fulfillment of all the promises of the Old Testament. And Easter is a day that God wants to fulfill something in your life. If you're there at your house, wherever you're watching right now, I invite you to bow your heads and we will pray in closing. Lord, we love you today. I am so thankful for the work of Calvary. God, it has been a journey the last week. We've went from celebration at the triumphal entry to heavy defeat and loss at Good Friday. That cross overwhelmed us. That cross we didn't understand, but it was the moment the blood that had to be shed. It was the moment that you were the perfect lamb, the sacrifice that eliminated the need for an animal sacrifice from that point on. It was all a part of your fulfillment. But God, what we celebrate this moment is a tomb that is empty. Thanks for listening to Fisher's Life. Be sure to follow or subscribe to get the latest message every Monday.